And welcome back to the Creighton's Men's Basketball Podcast. On here again, talking about Creighton's basketball team this week. I mean, what an amazing week. We got two victories over St. John's and Connecticut. Close call against Connecticut, but we were still able to pull out a victory against them. I mean, I was a little worried in the second half when it was coming down, especially in overtime. But, I mean, the ball bounced Creighton's way, and that's what I like to see. I mean, first off, we're just going to be starting to talk about just the St. John's Creighton game, what kind of happened in that game. And honestly, I think this is Creighton's best game they've ever played. Uh, They dominated the boards. They dominated everything in this game. They pushed the ball to their pace and what they wanted. They changed St. John's pace of game. I mean, I don't think St. John's is that good of a team. But they made St. John's be uncomfortable in the game to where Creighton was making them like push out the ball, you know, do things that St. John's normally doesn't do. And I mean, Creighton overall, they shot the ball amazing against St. John's, like 50% or more on like everything. And I mean, overall, like I said on the podcast before, Creighton, what they needed to do in this game was get rebounds. And they got 44 rebounds. This is like one of the season high games like season high like best for them and and you could see that like you could see that they were getting the boards they they were changing this game like they were being a good team and I mean I I personally think that Creighton moving forward can look at the St. John's win and be like wow we are a really good team we we deserve to be ranked this high and I mean they're they were 13th at that time Playing against St. John's ranked 13th, especially after the loss to Marquette. That's what I said they would probably be. But, I mean, overall, like, let's look at the, like, they all played great. There wasn't one player that played bad in the starting lineup. They all played great. I mean, Mahoney shot the ball well. Uh, Marcus Zagorowski shot the ball well. Balik didn't have a great shooting night, but I mean, he still put up baskets against St. John's. And what I really liked to see was the the Ryan Brenner kid come in and be able to make baskets too. And he kind of changed the pace of the game. I'm really starting to like him too. Um, just once again, just one thing that I think Creighton needs to work on against St. John's was the turnovers. They had 14 turnovers. I know in basketball, you can have turnovers. You're going to turn the ball over, but 14 times, it's a little excessive. Like, you want your turnovers to cut down, like, eight or nine. You know, you're playing, especially against St. John's. Like, you don't want your turnovers to be highly greater than St. John's, where St. John's only had nine turnovers. I think that is something that Creighton needs to work on moving forward is just their turnovers because, I like, overall, like, there's nothing else that went wrong in this game. And, I mean, I love being able to say that as a fan just because th- that's exactly what I want Creighton to be at the end of the year. I want to look back and be like, man, they they beat that team by 18 points. They're moving on to the Sweet 16. They're moving on to the Elite 8. They're in the Final Four. They're on the dance. They're in the championship right now. You know, that's what I want to say at the end of the year. And them doing these types of things is going to make them go this way they're going to they're going to develop into this type of team. I'm really excited to see what type of team they can become. And I mean, you even saw they were I mean, talking moving on to the, the next game, they play Yukon Connecticut, you know. And it's a close game. Granted, the Yukon uh 
guard has 40 points, James Bunite, and you know, him dropping 40, 40 points, Creighton still bounced back from that. I don't, I think a lot of people like looked at this game and was like, oh, Creighton, you know, they're, they're a decent team. They let UConn hang with them. They, you know, they let the Huskies just be right there with them. But like their guard had 40 points. Like that's unheard of. His career high was like 20 points before this. And he was able to almost double that against Creighton. And I mean, at the end of the day, it, they stop if he doesn't shoot the ball the way he does they have another st john's type of game on their hands and i think like even moving forward for them is just i think creighton needs to be able to notice that hey this guy is going off you know making some kind of defensive change because like me as a fan i'm like this guy keeps on hitting shots he's obviously on fire you know he's obviously pushing up the tempo of this team he's obviously giving Creighton a run for his money like he had half more than half of Connecticut's points and I think that Creighton just defensively not saying that Greg McDermott is a bad coach or anything I think just defensively they needed to do a little bit more adjusting and I I feel like they did it a little bit more to the end of the half but I mean I mean it's it's the way basketball kind of goes like a guy goes off he's gonna go off for 40 points just looking at like some of the pros that came from this game, obviously. I mean, also some of the cons, like uh, Creighton shot the ball like terrible the entire time. Like you look at the three points, they went twenty six percent, and this is with overtime like added on. So I mean, you you say you go seven for twenty seven, making like three point shots. That's terrible. That's unheard of for Creighton. And I think even, like, changing this, like, hey, we got to make our shots, you know, because Creighton's never done that before. They've never shot the ball that bad. And I feel like they did a really good job of being able to change their game plan to something where they can be able to make baskets. I mean, but it was such a low-scoring game that, I mean, UConn was not making shots either. They had the one James Moon Knight guy hitting all the shots, and that was it. But once again, I mean, total rebounds, they they held the ball. They had the ball. They were getting the rebounds. They beat UConn in the rebound area of the game, and that's what you, you want to see as Creighton fans. Um, another aspect that I was kind of talking about earlier to, to touch on again is turnovers. They had 16 turnovers against UConn. Now, UConn is a, a real great team once again, but they still had 16 turnovers. And that's a lot of turnovers to be able to have in a basketball game where they need to slowly start cutting down these turnovers because some of them are just like, oh, dumb pass. You know, I get it. You know, in a basketball, like I said, you know, eight or nine, that's understandable. But 16, that's kind of over the limit, I I guess. But, I mean, I'm still excited. I'm still happy that Creighton was able to come out with a victory and be able to win in this game. Because, I mean, at the end of the game, you saw that Creighton, you know, they're down by four with 10 seconds left or how many ever seconds left there were. They got a layup, you know, they got a little shot. Creighton was able to win with those types of shots, and they were able to move forward from that. I mean, I think one of the big things that Creighton needs to focus on is that when Marcus Zagorowski scores a lot of points they win they usually win and i'm not saying like oh yeah he's gonna have 40 points because i think that's ridiculous and 
really hard to ask for a person to do, but just for uh, Marcus to be able to, you know, average about like 15 points a game, if he hits that points per game, Creighton will win. Because everyone else will start making points. You know, Mahoney will make his 10 points. Balak will make 10 plus points. Bishop starts making 10 plus points. Damian Jefferson starts making 10, 10 plus points. Now everything just starts falling into place. You know, Antoine Jones comes in, makes a couple baskets. Like, that's what Creighton needs to work on, is just being able to, I mean, obviously make baskets, but make them consi- consistently. And I think moving forward that Creighton's going to keep on doing this, like, amazingly in my opinion like i know uconn was a little scared you know we got we all got scared you know we went into overtime but moving forward i think next time we play uconn creighton's gonna wipe them out of the water this isn't gonna be a close game because james isn't gonna go off for 40 points for uconn that's not gonna happen so i think creighton i mean overall they're gonna keep on building on these victories and everything and I'm really excited moving forward for Creighton. And as of right now, uh, looking at the uh, Big East standings, Creighton is in fifth place. Now, above them is Seton Hall, Providence, Villanova, and Xavier. Now, looking at it, I mean, Creighton and Seton Hall are tied. I think that Creighton is definitely a better team than Seton Hall. Even Providence, I think the three best teams in the Big East are Villanova, Xavier, and Creighton. And something really exciting coming up, it's uh, tomorrow night, which is Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday night. At, or it's actually Wednesday at 1 o'clock tomorrow during the day. So get ready for that. Xavier Creighton, um, Creighton's 13th in the nation, Xavier's 22nd in the nation. It's going to be a really intense game. I feel like this is going to be a fast pace, you know, push up the ball, intense game. And I think some things that Creighton needs to work on, you know, going forward, obviously cutting down the turnovers. I think if they slowly start doing that, cutting down the turnovers, you know, being able to build on, hey, we're not turning the ball over. We're only having like eight turnovers a game. That's going to be good for them. I think their free throws have improved. And I mean, I, you can keep on talking about free throws, but I think in a big game like this is really controlling the tempo of the game. If they can if they can stop, you know, Xavier from going into their kind of type of tempo and creating runs what they want to, you know, making shots, getting the ball to Marcus and Mahoney, like those types of plays that Creighton's going to win this game. I mean, I'm going to say it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm really excited to watch this game. I'm, I know that Creighton's going to come away with the win, but it's going to be a really intense game, almost like a the Kansas type of game again because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be at Creighton. It's going to have that type of atmosphere in the building once again. And it's going to be really intense. You know, fans are going to be going crazy. It's a Big East type of game. I mean, this is even for like one or two spot going down the road when you're in their Big East conference tournament. And I think another thing is just stopping, you know, Zach Fettel, Freeman, Fremantle, sorry, his last name kind of confused me for a second. Uh, he He's their big man or yeah, forward for Xavier, and he's averaging like 18 points per game. And if they can stop him, I know that's like 
kind of a big thing to, you know, stop a big man kind of forward type of player. But if they can stop him from like scoring like 10 15 points if they can if they can get him down to like 10 points they're gonna win this game and even with like paul scruggs i think is how you say his name he is their leading assist like person on their team player on their team and their stills player so if they stop him from you know getting driving into the hoop and dishing it out to someone that's open you know oh this guy's open i'm gonna dish it out to him you know like Nate Johnson can hit the three for Xavier, just watching out for that guy. Like, these three guys, if they can stop these guys from really getting in sync and working together, like, Creighton's going to hand Xavier their first loss of the season, and I'm going to be excited for that because we're going to finally be on the side that we want to be on where Kansas, you know, they came in, they handed, they were like, oh, here, Creighton, here's your loss. You know, you're going to lose. We're going to give this to you in at home. I think this is like a redeeming game for Creighton, kind of. And I'm really excited to see this game kind of move forward and even, like, develop how it's going to. Um, I'm also really excited to just see how Creighton bounces back from that Connecticut overtime game. Because there's not a lot of times where a team goes into overtime in their conference and then comes out with a victory and then it's playing a really good team after that. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what wh- how that's all going to play out. And I think mo- even moving forward, they're playing Georgia. So the three things that Creighton really needs to work on during this Xavier game. It's obviously shutting down those three guys. I mean, just to go over their names again, Zach Fremantle, Paul Scruggs, and Nate Johnson from really getting into a flow with each other. Because right when they do that, like, they're deadly. Xavier can be a really deadly team. Um, Limit turnovers. You know, don't, don't have so many turnovers, obviously. Try to cut down on that. And I think the last important thing is just try to get Marcus and Marcus Sigurowski, Mahoney, all into like a flow, if that makes sense, like with the basketball. They all need to be flowing with the basketball and being able to win where it comes down to, hey, we're going to win, you know? And their next game after that, they're playing Georgetown at Georgetown. So I, I think they're going to come off of this win. You know, Creighton's going to beat Xavier. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be intense. They're going to come off of a win, and then they're going to be they, – they got a week break, okay? They got a week. They got Christmas to relax. Then they're going to be back at Georgetown. They're playing at Georgetown next Wednesday at 7 o'clock, so not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, the 30th. And they're playing, you know, Georgetown, which – I mean, Georgetown is a decent team. I, I don't think they're going to be – they're a bad team. I don't know if it's really going to be like another St. John's type of game on our hands where they're really just going to dominate everything. Um, but I think it's going to be close to that because Creighton's obviously a better team than them, and they're a lot better. They can move the ball a lot more. I mean, Georgetown is 1-2 and two in conference play so far. They they lost to St. John's. So just by that right there, like they lost to St. John's by 11. Then they beat St. John's by three. You know, like I don't think Georgetown is that good of a team where they, they're going to beat Creighton. So I think even moving forward, like 
these next two games, Creighton's going to come away with a win. Now, looking at Georgetown's team, they got one player that can score. Javon Blair, he's a guard. And if you can limit him from shooting, getting 20-plus points in the game, it's going to be a win. He can't shoot the three. He has a really hard time shooting the three. He gets it into the basket, gets the fouls, makes free throws. He's a very good free throw shooter. But other than that, like if you we can limit him, it's going to be a victory. And he, like other than that, like Georgetown doesn't have the firepower that Xavier does. And I think some things that Creighton needs to do on this is really, really show the weakness of Georgetown, if that makes sense. Being able to, you know, move the ball fast, show that, you know, Marcus and Mahoney and all these guys that their Balik can just move the ball, make shots, and keep keep the keep the hammer down at them. Get get the hammer down if that makes sense. Like they're they're gonna put the hammer down on them, and when they do, like they're not gonna look back and be like, oh man, like geez, these guys are a pretty good team. Now nah, they're going to keep it down on them and they're going to just run them into the ground like they did kind of against St. John's. And I think if they do this against Georgetown, they're going to kill them, obviously. But I think that the Creighton moving forward is going to even get ranked higher if they beat Xavier this week and Georgetown the next week coming up. And I'm really excited to see what happens with this because... I mean, just being a fan of Creighton, being a fanatic all my life, Creighton, you know, they had their off and on years, and this is obviously an on year. But really being able to see the team develop into the team that they're becoming is really getting, like, is really exciting. And especially when they're starting to get into conference play, play really good teams. Like, I'm getting excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, I don't, looking down the road, I mean, they're, they got to still play Villanova and stuff like that, which... I mean, for right now, we just got to focus on Xavier and Georgetown, which, I mean, I think they're going to be, uh, Xavier's going to be a hard win, and then they're going to take that emotion and move it on to Georgetown, and they're going to win that game. And, I mean, I want to thank you guys again for listening. If you have any questions or anything, just hit at us on social media. We're on Instagram now, so please just like and follow stuff you know keep on listening tell your friends and family about it even creighton fans i know there's not a lot of us out there Uh, i mean go blue jays though right so let's get these two victories this week and keep on moving forward thank you for listening